The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A virtual committee meeting of the Virginia LGBTQ Advisory Board in May was interrupted by a flood of racist and homophobic messages from anonymous accounts. Board leadership says they want more support from the state. Patrick Larson reports. The advisory board provides policy recommendations to the governor. That's what they were working on May 16th. We were conducting business on behalf of the administration. That's Lisa Turner, board chairperson. She says the recent proliferation of anti-LGBTQ rhetoric was on display in the May meeting. Turner received word from the Secretary of the Commonwealth promising a review of security policies. But in terms of speaking out against You know, hate symbols, hate speech, uh, interruptions, um, not being able to um, conduct business on behalf of the administration or the state. There has been no um, acknowledgement to date. A spokesperson for Governor Glenn Youngkin condemned the interruptions in a statement to VPM. Patrick Larson, VPM News. This month marks 50 years since Title IX was signed into federal law. It's opened the door for more women to go to college, participate in school activities, and play sports. Christina Manzini is an associate professor at Virginia Commonwealth University's Wilder School of Government and Public Affairs. There were women who were told they were too pretty to take a tough course, for example. And so it kind of stemmed from those observations and women lobbying their representatives wanting some kind of protection. Title IX evolved to protect victims of sexual assault on college campuses to varying degrees of success. There's a dispute between the Biden administration and more conservative states on whether these protections also apply for LGBTQ students. Yesterday, the Richmond Fire Department recovered the body of a woman in the James River who they believe went missing on Memorial Day. Authorities say this concludes a week-long search for Lauren Winstead and Sarah Irway, who had been on a river float trip with a group of friends. Winstead was found last week, and authorities say they're working to confirm the identity and the cause of death for the other individual to bring closure to their families. Richmond police will be overseeing the rest of the investigation. Dynamic Aviation in Bridgewater hosted a flyover yesterday to commemorate the 78th anniversary of D-Day. Randy B. Hagee from partner station WMRA reports. Four historic planes flew over the valley on Monday, leaving Stanton at 11.30 and passing over Fishersville, Waynesboro, Elkton, and Harrisonburg, and landing at Dynamic Aviation in Bridgewater. Two of them, Miss Virginia and Betsy's Biscuit Bomber, were Douglas C-47s, the same model as the warbirds that delivered more than 13,000 paratroopers to the beaches of Normandy on June 6, 1944. They're part of the D-Day Squadron, a fleet of restored military aircraft that conducts commemorative flight displays. Monday marked the 78th anniversary of the Normandy landings and airborne operations. I'm Randy B. Hagee. Families and guardians in the city of Richmond can now apply for emergency aid to help cover the costs of baby formula. 
The city's Division of Children, Families and Adults is partnering with the nonprofit Urban Baby Beginnings to distribute $180,000 to families in need. The financial assistance will come in the form of a $125 gift card. City officials say the aid will support families who may be struggling to afford formula and other important expenses. People can apply on the Urban Baby Beginnings website. The Environmental Protection Agency has selected a new person to lead the Chesapeake Bay program. Dr. Candace Boyd started in her new role as the program's director yesterday. She previously worked as the strategic advisor for the National Science Foundation's Office of Equity and Civil Rights. EPA officials say Boyd's experiences as a leader in STEM fields and success in engaging diverse communities will, quote, help take the Bay efforts to a new level as the agency focuses on climate change and vulnerable communities. The Chesapeake Bay program coordinates efforts to restore the watershed, which spans parts of New York and West Virginia, all the way down to Virginia. Portsmouth lawmaker Don Scott was elected minority leader of the Virginia House of Delegates Democratic Caucus last week. Ryan Murphy from partner station WHRO talked to Scott about what his leadership means going forward. By all accounts, you were sort of spearheading the effort to change caucus leadership in the in the House. Why did you feel like that was so important? Uh, I just think the Democrats are united now and moving forward. The key for us right now is to make sure that everyday Virginians know that we're working hard for them and we needed to make sure that we stop talking about the past and start talking about the future. I know a lot of people thought that you know, we could talk about Trump a lot, and I think people were frustrated with former President Trump, but I think we have to talk about the future. That's what elections are about. And we're very grateful for our past leadership and thankful to uh, our former Speaker Eileen uh, Philicorn, but I believe that we have an opportunity to uh, speak to Virginians in a real way to make sure that we get back the majority. I think it's fair to say that you as a, as a delegate, you're known as a little bit more aggressive in your criticism of Republicans and, and that you lean a little bit more progressive than, you know, some, some previous party leaders. How does that uh, sort of influence the way that you're going to steer priorities for the party? I don't like those labels. I just, you know, I try to be a, a good Democrat, focus on the issues that all Democrats share uh, values around. And I think the majority of Virginians share our values. It's up to us to let them know where we are and talk about those kitchen table issues that affect all Virginians across the Commonwealth. And I think there's room for everyone in, in, our, in our caucus and in our, and in our party. Uh, and so we're just trying to make sure that we do everything to make folks feel welcome strategically, do you think that there are things that the, the Democrats in the House have been doing or weren't doing before that need to change? I think that Democrats are focused on doing everything that we can to get back the majority. We're still focused on making sure that we have uh, our priorities in place. I believe the budget yesterday uh, reflected a whole lot of the things that Ralph Northam had introduced during the pandemic, you know, the budget's not perfect. It's not everything that we wanted. But, you know, for the first time ever, about a billion dollars will go to Virginia families through one-time tax rebate checks. They're going to eliminate part of the, the state shares of the grocery tax. So we did a lot of good. But we have the opportunity to do even more if we can get the majority back. You beat out several Northern Virginia folks for the minority leader role that you're now in. And now both of the top Democratic lawmakers in, in, in either house are from Portsmouth. What should people make of that? Does that does that mean something? 
I don't think it does. I, I don't think we have any uh, geographic rivalry. I think all of us Democrats share the same values. I'm proud to represent the city of Portsmouth. We are an economic engine, and it only makes sense that, you know, eventually some folks from Portsmouth would, you know, come into leadership. And I'd be remiss if I didn't note that you're the first black person in history to hold uh, this new position of yours. Does that change at all how you approach the job? And, and if it does, you know, how? It does not. I don't even think about I have so many identities and everyone does. Everyone else does. too. we all have stories. We all have things that shape and make us and cultural issues that and cultural experiences that make us who we are. But at the root of all of it, I have been a person who has overcome adversity. I'm a resilient person. I have grit. I know how to fight. And that's what uh, people want in their leaders. That was House Minority Leader Don Scott speaking with Ryan Murphy from partner station WHRO. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.